UFC Fight Night Mexico City is now in the books. We're going to talk about that today. We're also going to talk about the event we've all been waiting for, and that is UFC 205. And uh, this is a great, great podcast. We're really looking forward to this. I am here. I'm your host, Ryan Middleton. I am here with the man, the legend, Jim Mooney. Jim Sahara Mooney. That's right. What's up? What's up? What's up? And I'm also flanked by the man with his Steelers uh, well, sweatshirt. Wait, I'm flanked. I'm flanked by oh. him. I don't even know what flanked means. So. Well, well, well it means on that. your side, you know. Like oh. I have someone on my side. Um, this this is uh, the the self-proclaimed now Terry Dactyl. Self-proclaimed? Yeah. When did we get into self-proclaimed? We, we stopped calling you that and you forced it down our throats. Okay. Am I right? Uh, agree to disagree. Look, I think everybody out there knows that when they hear the name Terry Dactyl, they're in for some awesomeness. Yeah, director of awesome. That's Did right. Did I give you that title? That's right. Well, you gave me that title. Yeah. yeah, but I took it away. Yeah. CEOs have to do that. They're the ones who dole out the responsibilities. Yeah, plus, he pays the bills, so he gets to make the calls. He does pay the bills. So... We want so let me get let me just get into uh, my week. I did a, a lot of traveling this past week. Went to uh, flew into left Monday, flew into Vienna, Austria. Went to. Do you have any sausage there? Vienna sausage is supposed to be very good. Um, maybe, maybe. Awesome food sure. there. I did actually. I did. I did have sausages. The little ones too. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was actually okay. So, we went to this. Was this? Was this in Vienna or was this in? It wasn't out of Hungary. a can, was it? No. I I can't remember. This was in Hungary actually. Um. So they had these like, bread. Ice cream cones, like made of bread. So it was like kind of like a sandwich, and they put like sauerkraut and like these little Vienna sausage things in and mm. and mustard and you had all these different choices and and you ate it with a spoon and you like bit into the the side which was the sandwich part and it was very odd and we, we it sounds pretty money though it, it was good it was good it was uh something different I love when I go to a foreign country and and travel I love trying the the food in, in a different place. We had pork fat, pig fat, wh- whatever. It's like this sliver of uh, I, the guy I was with, my boss who I tra- who I traveled with, was talking about this. He had he had already been to Hungary before, and he had this pork pig fat whatever when he was there, and he would not stop talking about it. It's like the best thing he ever ate. So we got this. He's talked about it constantly, nonstop. Finally, we get it, and it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, it no wasn't... amount of hype though. Like it's one of those things you got to see this That's movie. Probably... You got to see this movie, yeah. and even if it was good, maybe it just didn't deliver. I told him it can't possibly live up to what you've built it up to be. It just can't. Even if it was really good, even if it was really good, it. we ate it cold, and he he wanted it. Hot. I guess the last time he had it hot and it made a difference. So we ended up heating it up the next day, and and it was better. But 
I didn't see the big deal. But anyway, yeah, there was great food over there. So last night, um, I really wasn't able to watch um, UFC Fight Night because it was the middle of the night. However, I had to get up for a flight. I had a 6.55 a.m. flight, so I had to get up at 4 a.m., got to the... Um, Got to the airport and got to watch Diego Sanchez, Marcin Held. I saw the highlight of that. Oh, yeah. I got to watch from beginning at the end of the first round through the rest of the fight. And then I got to watch the main event. And as so the main event, we're, we're, they start calling us to board the plane. And I'm literally sitting in there watching on my iPad and I'm going... I'm not boarding. This fight's almost over. Like, so the timing ended up. I, I, I waited it out and and got to see the whole fight. Assumed that it would be scored um, a certain way, and then, and then you know, basically on that flight, I I wrote, I wrote about it, and it's now on Octagon247.com. You can you can read my synopsis from that main event. So, um, that was my crazy day. Um, I've been, um, up for 24 hours straight now. And so, uh, I'm going to need you guys to carry the show tonight. Well, he's drinking a rock star right now. And we're hoping that, that, that rock star carries him through the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what'd you think of that fight? The, the main event, my opinion was I, I couldn't, like, I, th- I think of RDA and I think of this guy that can, control a fight in so many different ways you know with that with his ground game he can go toe-to-toe with somebody but he had no answer last night for Ferguson he just Ferguson just um Dan if you didn't um catch it I didn't Ferguson just no matter how I mean and and uh Rafael threw a couple bombs and he just kept walking right through it and he was just a man on a mission and there were so many times when I thought that fights or that that punch has got to wobble him. And I'm talking about Ferguson taking some blows, but he just would not be stopped. Almost like he was, and I'm not making this accusation at all, but like he was hopped up on something, and he just couldn't feel any pain. It was. So you're that. saying that you're making the statement that he is a drug addict. Wow. That that must be an octagon twenty four seven. Ferguson, Ferguson's a druggie. And he was, we're not even talking was, about performance enhancing. We're talking about some type of like <laughs> he was cocaine or something. Endorphins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. This has yeah. gotten a little out of the Just lawsuits. for the record, and yeah, in case we uh, we are de- uh, what is it deposed. Yeah, let's just go with that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's that just for the record. That was Jim Sahara Mooney, also known as Terry Dactyl. <laughs> just come looking for Terry Dactyl. Yeah. But, so, so looking at my notes, see, I, I had the fight a lot closer than everyone else did. So, I was. So what with, happened? Who won? Well, Rafael dos Anjos and Ferguson, Tony Ferguson, went toe to toe. Right. And I, I think when you take a look at it round for round, I really feel like Dos Anjos had the first and third, and Ferguson had the second and fourth, and the, I felt like the fifth round was going to decide the fight, 
And ultimately, I think it did, because I think all the judges had it 28-27. 48-47. That, too. Oh, yeah, we're talking five rounds. Yeah. Yeah, so 48-47 was all three judges' scorecards. Am I right? Yeah, and when I heard that, I was surprised, because I could see where you know a couple rounds went to him, but I didn't. I thought 49-46, and not that that would have been you, bad but either. But were you scoring but... it round by round, or were you just saying, oh, I think it should be this? Scoring it round by round. Okay, because I, I was taking notes as I was watching it. Just quick notes after the rounds. And I said, round one, 10-9 Dos Anjos. Mm-hmm. Dos Anjos able to penetrate, reach with great leg kicks. Ferguson immediately bat, um, up when he got taken down. And Ferguson wasn't using his reach. Um, my quick notes for round two. I had 10-9 Ferguson. I said Ferguson is using his distance better. Dos Anjos had three to four sharp body kicks. Ferguson hit with nice shot. Comes back with impressive flurry. I thought there was a nice flurry at the end that really put a stamp on the round. Um, round three, I had 10-9 Dos Anjos. I said, I said, very even round until late. Dos Anjos picked up pace and hit with dynamic striking. Best overall round for Dos Anjos of the fight by either fighter. Hard shots landed by Dos Anjos. I thought Dos Anjos landed some hard shots in that round. I think round three was the round that was discrepancy. I think Brian Stan acted as if Ferguson won that won that round, whereas in my mind, I said, no, I disagreed. I thought Dos Anjos won that round. Um, round four, I... 10-9 Ferguson, dominant round for Ferguson. He landed a huge knee. Dos Anjos countered hard a couple times. This was Ferguson's best round. And then round five, um, I, I said, went to Ferguson as well. I said Ferguson controlled the round pretty much. A lot of back and forth with Ferguson getting the better hand in most exchanges. Um, I agree with that somewhat, but, and you'll, you know, uh, we can maybe post this stat because I don't know exactly where it is, but I heard uh, um, somewhere that 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 fight last night, Ferguson landed the second most number of significant strikes in a UFC fight. Now, I don't know if that was for that weight division. Um, I thought it was for any fight, but he landed the second. I mean, it was like, uh, I think it was double what uh, RDA had. And, and they were... He definitely had uh, uh, he definitely had some solid kicks, but I'm going back to what I said before, and that he just Ferguson couldn't be stopped. It was unbelievable. It was it was kind of like, um, you know, Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth, where <laughs> no matter what you do, to this guy, you just you can't kill him. He just kept coming and coming and coming. You guys are killing me. Who won? You'll have to tune in to find out. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should watch this stuff. Uh, How casual fans? So, yeah. as a casual fan, there was zero draw for me for that for for that fight card. None. Okay. Now I can't tell you that if you do watch it, um, you it'll be one of those fights where you'll be glad that you watched it. Yeah, and, and I you'll agree. say to yourself. I wish I would have watched that live. You'll say, that was an exciting, exciting fight. So you guys aren't going to tell me who won? No. Absolutely not. You're not even going to tell the viewing audience who won? Well, if you leave the room, we'll tell them. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, so Dan has left the room. <laughs> no, and Terry Dactyl's still here, yeah, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. No, Ferguson got the win. So that's second. That's RDA's second loss after Eddie Alvarez, two in right? A row, yeah. Wow. And then oh, before and that, yeah, uh, before that, what he had defended the belt twice um, after you know becoming champ. So he so was. This is Ferguson's ninth fight win in a row. Never been done before in lightweight history. Really? The only people that have ever won nine fights in a row are legends of the sport. So do you think he's going to be a legend? Uh, I think he will probably... He's probably too old to be a legend. He's 34. Um, maybe. That's just... Uh, the lightweight division is people just look at so Couture. tough. Couture didn't... Uh, his first professional fight was... He was 33. But he won heavyweight belts. He won belts in two different weight classes. Well, I'm just, you know, comparison-wise, you know, 33 versus 34, you know, the difference is He's Ferguson has been in for years, whereas Couture wasn't taking that damage yeah, until he got Couture into Yeah, but what did Couture do before he did Ultimate Fighting? Well, he was wrestling. But, um... Wait, wrestling for who? Olympics? <clears throat> for who? Um, yeah. I think he was coaching and probably washing cars somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> now, you know, his body probably uh, obviously took some blows and some damage, but... Yeah, ask Kurt Angle how his neck's doing. Yeah, it's different now where guys are... Like when they hit the age of 33 and they're an MMA fighter and they've been fighting since, let's just say, 16. You know, realistically, probably on the uh, the pro circuit, maybe 19, something like that. So you're talking about somebody who's been fighting 14 or 15 years as opposed to um, what Couture went through, you know, in his um, early 30s. But, you know, can he achieve legend status? I don't know. And I think he has the fourth longest win streak period in uh, in UFC history right now. So at, at Cody Garbrandt, he's 10-0, but is that 10-0 in UFC or is that just 10-0 pro? Um, I don't, I'm not sure. So Ferguson's, he's won nine straight in the UFC. Yes, nine straight in the UFC, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think Garbrandt, I think Garbrandt is maybe, I want to say. I think say some of those are like regional shows. Five and O or six and O in, okay. in UFC. Um, that I'm not sure of, but, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to find out. I think Ryan is looking that up right now. Um. Five and zero. Five and zero. Okay. So, <clears throat> still. No, that no. I knew that. What do you mean, looking it up? Okay. Yeah. I, what do you mean? I, I apologize. I was just for waiting for you to try to figure it out. Podcast land. Mister Ryan Middleton has all the stats in his head. Yeah. You know one thing, Except Ryan, that you didn't mention is that fuzzy hat that you left in Hungary. Please. Can we not? Can you've you've got to describe it. this it's hat. It's painful. I know, but the viewing audience needs to know about this. <clears throat> okay, so we were, we're going to post a picture of it absolutely on, on the website and go to Facebook also. We were at the market in Hungary, in Budapest, which coincidentally, I learned that about three days before the trip, I was talking to my mother on the phone, and she informed me that my grandparents no my great grandparents were from budapest so i was home with my people and i felt very at home and it's crazy i was always like certain things about me 
that I felt like, why am I like that, right? Yeah, we think the same thing. Yeah. What are you Can, trying to just say? continue. Come on. What are you trying to say? We'll explain this after the podcast. Okay. So, one thing is, I always have to, when I'm eating something with a fork, I have to have a knife on it. On it. You know, <laughs> I have to, I use my knife as like a. Do you use a knife to eat pizza? Um, if I'm eating it with a fork, but okay. most of the time I'm just picking it up. But okay. sometimes if it's sloppy, I'll uh-huh. cut it. So, but like mashed potatoes and gravy, I'll eat with a knife and a, a fork and a knife. <laughs> so, so. I'm getting hungry. That Hi, is boy. a. <laughs> Let's talk about food. That is so. We're we're eating, and someone says, "Oh, and here in Hungary, we always use a knife." And I was like, "I always use a knife. <laughs> I have to have a knife." And they're like, "Yes." So Did they say it like that. Yeah. <coughs> no, they didn't. They said it much more animated. So the other thing was, what was the other thing that I was like? Oh, that's because I'm from here. I, I don't know. There was another thing like that. But it's pretty cool when I never really think about that stuff, but um, it's cool to see, you know, some of why you like are that. the way you are. And mm. um, so But I guess so anyway, like- this hat. So I we're at the market and we're looking at all this stuff and I get some gifts for the kids and all that. And I find this hat and it's like a leather hat with like – Covering the ears and, and have the drawstring coming down, and they ties ties together underneath, and it's, and it's basically cousin Eddie's lost hat. It's the sweetest hat ever, and it's furry, like on the part that comes out and over your head, and it was awesome. Yeah, for for those of that are listening, think of cousin Eddie's hat from Christmas Vacation. That's pretty much what it was. I loved it. I love those hats. I, I yeah, I was hoping secretly that he brought us all back one for everybody at Octagon Twenty Four Seven. I didn't even bring one back for me. Oh man! And do you know how much that hat was? Wait, my wife might listen to this podcast, so I'm not going to say. We'll okay. say that off the air. Did you? But you didn't buy it. I did buy it. But you said you didn't bring one back for you. Yeah, I forgot it there, in the car. Can you believe that? Are I you forgot it serious? in the car. I'll show you the email of me emailing the guy we were visiting, saying, "I think I left my hat," and him returning the email and say, "I have your hat." So is he going to mail it to you? No, he's hopefully going to be here in March. So this will be a, a winner that I don't have it. Oh. But at least I'll have it. It for is. Me. It's a sweet, sweet hat. It is so sweet. <clears throat> I absolutely love this hat. And, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Anyway, so I traveled l- last week, got back today, and now we're here doing this podcast on Sunday night. And the studio is cool today. Yeah, the studio it is, is, is cool. I don't know. So every uh, – the studio is extremely hot all the time, and today it's pretty nice. So yeah. that's good. Changing weather maybe. Could be. It's a good thing. I'm in a sweatshirt, and I feel okay. Yeah, we're normally sweating in here. We don't need the, the shirt to make us sweat. So the, there was another fight um, that I was interested in because I, we were Diego talking Sanchez. about Sanchez. Oh, yeah, and he... He's a machine. He, <laughs> I was so impressed by what he did. Although, like when we talked about that fight, um, not knowing much about uh, Marcin Held, I was just looking at some of his, uh, his stats, his fight stats, and... Do you know why we don't know much about him? It's from Poland. Well, because this was his first fight. First in the UFC. fight, yeah. But I'm just saying, looking at 
how he had come to that point in you know his first fight in the UFC and his victories, I was expecting a lot more out of him. Although later in the fight, he did start going to some uh, like submissions. Uh, he pulled he out a close. lot of, yeah. lot of. Oh, that um, that choke. Yeah, that was an incredible move. Wait, by, by oh, that was in the first round. Yeah, I didn't did, see did that. Did you see that? I did. I saw the highlight. Oh yeah. my goodness! Unbelievable. So for the for those of you that are listening that didn't see this, Marcin Held um, had a uh, a chokehold. That was in the first round, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I thought it, I don't think it was first round. I, I well, thought, reading the recap, I thought it was in the first. Okay, I didn't see the first round. That's the only round I I didn't see, so I didn't see the choke. But um, he had a choke on him, and it it was in tight. And you know, normally that would be it. That would be the end of the fight right there and the fighter would tap out you know three four five seconds later but they were near the cage and Sanchez felt the cage and he went up the cage with his feet went up so now his body is parallel and that's how he ended up parallel to the ground that's how he ended up breaking that chokehold I vaguely remember Unbel- that. it was unbelievable I never never there was only one other time He's when I've crazy seen, yeah yeah but it was it was a that was another good fight um, on Sanchez's side. You know, I maybe I just had a little more expectations out of Held, um, but it was definitely a good fight. Yeah, I, um, you know, Diego. It's like he doesn't understand that. Like they were saying on the broadcast, he doesn't. He doesn't like recognize. Oh, this should hurt. I shouldn't. I should tap at this point. This. This is going to hurt me very bad. It's like that doesn't register with him. Yeah. He just keeps going. <clears throat> Look at the beating that he took from uh, from BJ Penn. He's a maniac. Yeah, and you know I didn't. Uh, what did was it uh, Rogan that said that um, something to the effect of you know, he'd never seen anybody anybody's face cut up more than that. Yeah. Well, I mean the guy's been in some wars. He see that's. If you take a look at what I wrote on Octagon247.com, there was, um, you know, basically saying that he has, he, of all people, I think Diego Sanchez has been through a ton of wars. I mean, just absolute barn-burning wars. And I just worry about him, his brain going on him. I, I just worry that he he's going to reach a point where... He's not able to, not able to, um, to continue. So, um, yeah, I like the guy, but I, I, I have worries. I have worries about his health and, you know, but moving on, did you, I didn't get to see, um, any of the other fights. So, oh, so yeah. So, uh, the other fight that I thought was interesting was, um, and, and there was a storyline to it. It was, uh, Oliveira. And him coming in, he, f- nine, he missed weight, right? No, no, no. no he, oh yeah, he, he, missed he was weight. showing up for a lightweight bout. Yeah, yeah. He moved right <laughs> on. He could have fought for the title. It's unbelievable. And they were talking about. Okay, so let's let me start over so that we don't jump around. Um, he he shows up Tuesday, and um, what they were talking about is that probably wasn't enough time, and it definitely wasn't enough time to get acclimated to that height. You know, they were at, what was it, like 5,500? Yeah, that elevation. 5,500 feet or something like that. So it, it takes a Where toll was it on. At? It was in Mexico City. 
I so it definitely it takes a toll on your body and how much harder it is to recover. He comes in um, Tuesday before the fight, and they were saying that it was almost like he had planned to not lose the weight or it just didn't really take into account the environment, the atmosphere that he was going into. So when it comes time to weigh in, he's nine pounds heavier than what he should be. He, you know, he had 146 and he weighs in at 155. And it's just un, unheard of, nine pounds. And that is total disrespect to your opponent. And, and you could see. So what, what happens then? You're nine pounds overweight. Well, he then lost thirty percent yeah. of his. Per- I thought it was supposed to be twenty percent. Well, of I think he reached a certain threshold. Oh where it wow! Greater. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean nine pounds. It's, over- you're not trying. You're what not was trying. The, what right. was the purse for that? Any ideas? So how much? How much are we talking here? How much did he lose? Not sure. Because I mean, remember, that's not any performance bonuses. That's not like the double if he wins type deal. So maybe it was only like a couple thousand bucks. No, I, I, no. Oliveira's been around long enough that <clears throat> he should be pulling in 25 show money. Okay. So it would have been significant. Either way, it would have been significant no matter what level he would have been at. 30% is 30%. That's, that's a pretty hefty penalty. But it's still, you know, to show up nine pounds on well, your weigh-in day. First, he did take this fight on short notice. He took it on three weeks' notice. I think three weeks. It certainly was sh- very short notice. So he did take it under short notice, but he has consistently not made weight. I mean, not every fight, but he's not made weight. I doubt Dana White lets him go. There's something up there? At 145 again. I I think he's burnt that bridge. I think he's a one. He's welcome to the lightweight division, and I think, hey, throw him to the wolves. Give him, give him, give him one of the toughest fights he's ever going to have. Just to, I mean, don't come in at one forty. Don't take the fight on three weeks' notice if you're going to come in nine pounds overweight. So what did you what did you think of the fight? The actual I didn't fight see itself. It, it was. Um, all that build. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? I didn't see I didn't it. Well, I, I was, I was, uh, it was. It was a good build. 3 a.m. It was a good build. And I had to leave, get up at 4, so. All right, so I'll fill you in on it. Uh, you could see, that it, it appeared to me that there was a definite advantage because of Oliveira's weight um, versus Lamas. Height difference. Um, and now a uh, a weight difference, because at that point, you know he didn't need to to cut drastically anymore. They agreed on on a catch weight, and Lamas ended up getting the submission. But there were several instances where he was, um, I thought, you know, being dominated by Oliveira. In the end, you know his persistence. Paid off, but it just it it looked to me like maybe that was his plan to just come in and and dominate, you know, and you know use his weight and his size. It, it just it was it was odd from start to finish, that heavy, and then like it was the game plan. I don't know, I, you know, I'm probably wrong, but you know, from a, a fan perspective, 
I just I don't see how you could do that to your opponent because that's that's disrespect. So yeah, ultimately, I I think he should have not taken the fight. If if you're going to come in nine pounds overweight, mm-hmm. you're when you take that fight, you're committing to <laughs> making weight. Or you you know set something up and see if you know um, Lamas wants to agree to a catchweight fight and say, look, this is three weeks out. I'm not going to make it. Correct. Can we agree to something? And then don't make him make that weight. Right. Correct. I I agree. We are heading into an amazing fight week. You guys, now you guys will be live there. I'm trying to, for for our listening audience, I'm trying to convince these guys, look, you have great seats for, for UFC 205. Don't worry about that. Watch it in Pittsburgh. Watch it with the guys. I don't think I'm winning that battle, though. Tell me about your trip. Well, we're, we're looking forward to it. We're going to head out there, um, head out that way on Wednesday and com- finish early Thursday morning. Or Actually, we got to work out on those details. I want to talk to you about that after the, the podcast, uh, Sahara. But um, we're going to – we're just so looking forward to it. You know, as a as a startup website and podcast, and uh, you know, this whole idea came from us attending the three of us attending UFC two hundred three in Cleveland together. That was a blast. And staying at the same hotel with all the fighters and just hanging out with them and videotaping stuff and just and asking Forrest Griffin what his diet's like. By the way, it's get pay, back yeah, to that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and really just taking a look at the fighters and their willingness to talk to us and just hang out and, and all that was is what really spawned on the website, us doing something about our passion for the UFC. Podcast. The podcast, all of that stuff. So um, where, where was I going with that? Just talking about the excitement, you know, how long this has been building up, and now we are actually going. You know, we're just a few days away. And I I wrote um, just a little uh, piece about, you know, like this excitement and the build and what 205 is going to be like. Um, You can find that article on octagon247.com. It is UFC 205 made me swear. Um, But it just, you know, it's, it's one of those events that... You know, you you might experience something like this um, for the you know the uh, the sports fan uh, maybe two three four times in your life where you <clears throat> you attend an event that you know that will history that has, making yes absolutely um, I appreciate you you know feed me that word but um, I referenced in that article. Um, like back in the 70s, uh, beginning of the 70s, the Pittsburgh Steelers faced off against the Oakland Raiders, and there was the Immaculate Reception. That was held at Three Rivers Stadium, and I don't even think it was sold out. I think there was maybe um, 40-some thousand in the stands. But, you know, the, uh, the folklore around Pittsburgh is that you know, there was. Um, it's hard to talk like, to someone who was alive then that doesn't claim to be there. True, but you know, uh, probably five times the number of people that could actually have attended 
claimed to have been there. So we got like a couple hundred thousand people who said that they were at um, at the Immaculate Reception. Same thing with... And by at, they meant like they were alive. Sure. Which is not that long ago. Yeah. Um, do you even know what the Immaculate Reception is? Uh, is that when... That's when uh, Franco... Uh, Come like, on, I was gonna are make, you serious? Gonna make something That's funny. when, um, 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 you don't know what it is. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, it's just one of those events that you you may never get the chance to experience that ever well, again. You'll never get the chance to experience it ever again. It's a once-in-a-lifetime right. thing. I think so, at least well, for... Well, UFC 205 is that once-in-a-lifetime card. Uh, you know, this is the first time in Madison Square Garden... For the UFC, and they're really doing it right. <laughs> they're really doing it right. This is and a, it's sold out, right? It's it officially is, sold out. Uh, officially, I don't know. Oh, okay. I uh, thought that I there thought are, that I read somewhere. Last well, yes. I've been out of the country, but last I saw, there were still some scattered individual seats. I don't know if they're all gone or not. And they were all in the real high, you know, the high end seats. Um. Obviously, the main event, Conor McGregor, Eddie Alvarez, the lightweight champion versus the, the, um, wow, I can't think of. Were you talking about Woodley and Thompson? No, no, no. McGregor, the lightweight champion versus the featherweight Featherweight, champion. I couldn't think of the word featherweight. (laughs) So these two guys, um, I want to get some fight predictions today. Can we do that? All right. Let's get I a, change our, mine every week. So. No, no, sure no. You're going that. on record. You're going on record tonight. <laughs> okay. And and we're not letting you. Um, oh, I don't think I ever did that. This is on the podcast. Oh, I always, I I always come back and and tell you what I said, even if I was wrong. You you did you denied. Who did he deny? No, predicting. I, I denied that over text because I knew it would fire him up. Mm-hmm. When, when CM Punk lost to uh, Mickey Gall. Mm-hmm. No, not that fight. You denied. You denied something on a podcast. Oh wait, I, I I will tell you this though. We are a few days away from the election, and I do have an existing hundred dollar bet. I've had it for the last year that Hillary Clinton would be president, and it would come down to Trump and Clinton. Now, listen, I hate politics. Seriously. I hate politics, but I'm a marketing guy, and I just thought those two names, if I'm going to book a, a politician's fight, it's going to be those two going head-to-head, and I gave it to the person that's got 30 years in politics. I digress. Go on. Yeah, no more talking politics on this podcast <laughs> ever again. We are sorry. It's I, can, I feel like I can talk about politics because I hate politics. Okay, well, yeah, let's not. Anyway, we have Conor McGregor. Versus Eddie Alvarez. And I just think this is a, a great main event. And I want to hear what you guys, what, what your predictions are. Let's, these are going to be your official predictions for UFC 205. I'm going to let Dan go go first. Oh, they but always, I, I think, they, they Are you getting your first. iPad out so you can record these? Is that what you're doing? Well, I wanted to start from the bottom up. Oh, you so want to start yeah, from let's the bottom? Let's go with that card. Let's go that okay, way. Okay, that means we have to um, announce people's names that we may not know so that's fine we'll just so i'm not claiming uh, this is a pretty top to bottom card where we know most of the people's names but like not all of them especially the women's Are we going top to bottom joanne versus caroline Carolina. oh no no no, no. jedrachek's gonna win that one okay so let's 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 go 
Yeah. Let's go bottom of the card to the to the top of the card. Okay. So we're going to start with Liz Carmouche versus Caitlin Chukagin. Uh, I don't know if that's how you I say I have no idea. Name. I can't. I mean, are we predicting something? That's, like, that's I'd literally correct. be pulling a name uh, out of a hat. I'm going with uh, Carmouche. I have no idea. Terry? I don't know. You gotta know. make a prediction. You pick something. I mean, you guys can make a don't prediction. Don't worry. As, as we go I, no, I, I would literally just be picking a name out of a hat. Okay, so I'm not pick a name out of a hat. You did that at UFC 203. Yeah, and look where it got me. Not, not. I, I'll it tell got you what. You octagon 247.com. The man has a point. He does have a point. Um, I'll take whoever Ryan takes. He's really good at it. Well, I was. <laughs> I'm kidding. Actually, I'll go Liz Carmouche because that's the name that I recognize. All right, we're all going Liz Carmouche. Um, she's been in a lot bigger fights. She's fought, I think she fought Rousey. Um, yeah. And so I think that big fight yeah, she almost, she uh, Actually, she's the one who had Rousey's back and almost uh, choked her out. Yeah, so, you know, that big fight experience in that big atmosphere, I think leading off the card being the first ever fight at Madison Square Garden, I think that's a big deal. And I think that Liz Carmouche will... And that's uh, on Fight Pass? That is probably uh, Fight Fight Pass, Pass, yes. Early prelims. What what time does that start? It starts at 6.30. So I probably won't be watching those. I'll probably tune in around 8. Okay. So 8 o'clock is when the uh, the prelims start on FS1. Yes. All right, so the next fight is uh, Natal and Tim Boach. That, That one... That's that's they're all tough to pick. They really are, but I'm going with Tim just because my middle name is Timothy. I don't even know the first name that you said and that something. So I'll go Tim just because that's the one. Raphael Natal. I'm going with Natal. Natal has uh, is coming off a loss, and I don't see him losing twice in a row. But he has wins recently over that over Kevin Casey, Uriah Hall. Chris Carmozzi, Tom Watson. I really like um, Natal. I think he's a he's a he's a top ten fighter, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Natal. Okay. So uh, next one, Jim Miller and Tiago Alves. You know I have to go Jim Miller just because you guys <laughs> talk about every at two hundred three every time. There's Jim Miller. There's Jim Miller. Me, the casual That wasn't fan. you guys. That was not me. Okay. You, you were you were included. That was because Sahara towards Moon. the end, several you times. You probably threw yes, that in there. Yes, you did say, look, there's Jim Miller. All right, so who are you guys picking? I'm going Jim that. Miller just because, you know. Cause just because you know what? Just because I got tricked thinking he was there. All right, Zahara, okay, who are you going with? Ryan, who are you taking? Um, I really like, personally, I like Jim Miller a lot. But you're going Tiago. No, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna root for Jim Miller and go with Jim Miller. Okay. Yeah, that's who I'm. We're uh, all Jim Miller. Okay. Well, just looking at the betting line, Jim Miller's an underdog here, so we're all going with the underdog. Um, let's talk a little bit about Jim Miller. Jim Miller is a guy that was one, at one point he was top of the top of the food chain for um, a title shot. And he actually, I think he won seven fights in a row. Um, I'm going to try to. I always think of the old Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Jim Miller. Mm. Um, well, so actually, he's point? he's more well-known as being the former um, Chicago 
Bears quarterback. Right. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah. He was actually a starter for them. Wait, this is not the same guy. No, 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 no. I'm saying the oh, Jim gotcha. Miller that was the Steeler yes, Jim Miller gotcha. is more well known for being the Chicago Bears. Um, now, Miller, uh, we were just talking about him, but he lost to Diego Sanchez at 196. Um, that's, you know, give you some idea of what did, did you say that you did see? Well, you saw highlights. You saw highlights. Of, I thought you. I thought we were together for one ninety six. Who who was the who was the main the main fight on one ninety six? Um, one ninety six was uh, the McGregor fight. McGregor Diaz won. Yeah. Oh well, then yeah, I definitely saw it, but I don't remember seeing Jim Miller. Yeah. So, but I um, was he on the main card? He was on the main card. Huh. No, he was on the prelim. That was on prelim. That may be why I didn't see. That may be why I didn't see it. Because I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. All right, so. Oh, yeah, I was. You wanted to talk more about You were in Florida. Yeah, yeah, I was in Florida for that. So Jim Miller. Oh, that's right. I was, yeah. We were not together for that one. We weren't. We weren't. I was with my family. Jim Miller was in Pittsburgh for the first Pittsburgh card Back in 2010, was it? Which I actually would think I went actually, to. Actually, was it 2010? Yeah. Was that the Czech Congo, Pat Czech Berry Congo, fight? Pat I was Berry. there. I was there for that, yeah. So, I Jim Miller was in town for that, made a fighter appearance at Best Buy. And uh, me and my oldest son, Austin, who was like three or four at the time, hung out with Jim Miller for like an hour. Cool guy. Really good guy. This was when he was at he he had won like seven fights in a row. Actually, I'm gonna say that this was in 2011 because what was that the Nate Nate Marquardt? N- n- yeah, the in one where, where Nate Marquardt yeah failed a drug test. What, what, what when was that? Okay, that was uh, sorry, that was um, that was 2011 in Texas. Yeah, it, it had to have been 2011 because I know that. He was on a seven-fight win streak at that point, and that's as long as his streak went before he lost to Benson Henderson. Um, so got to meet him, got to hang out with him. He was very gracious to uh, myself and my son and and a really cool guy. Um, so I, I, I'm rooting for him, and I'm picking him. All right, next up. Okay, next up is uh, that's where that that is the main event for the uh, um, for the fight pass prelims. Um, after that, we have uh, we go to the FS1. Bilal Muhammad. Yeah. Now, versus Vicente. Go ahead, L- say it. Luqui. Luqui is he is both Italian and French at the same time. How, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Luque is what we're going with. Luque. Luke. Luque. Yeah, it's just Luke. He's the silent Luke. assassin. Is it Luke? It is. is. We... It's Luke. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I'm going with Muhammad. You know, I got to say, uh, I, I'm unfamiliar with both of these guys. I am too, but I'm just looking at uh, some of the stats here. Um and that's who I'm going with. 
Yeah, it's I, Muhammad. I see that. I'm going with Muhammad. Yeah, as well. I don't. I don't know much about him. Either fighter. All right, let's move on to the next one. Well, no, wait, I didn't pick. I thought you just said Muhammad. No, I didn't pick Muhammad. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to listening audience. Wait, you have to yeah. tweet him. How did I make a prediction? I didn't make a prediction. Didn't he say Muhammad? All right, who do you want to go with? All right, so Luke. You're, going he, with the, he, you're just saying that because you're switching. Are you going with the French guy? I never said that's who I was pre- predicting to win. Okay. He's on a three-fight win streak. I'm going to say it continues. Okay. You know what? Um, don't even don't even on. try to change it, Sahara. But, but this isn't fight night. You know, this isn't Saturday night, so I can change it. And actually, I'm just looking at some things, um, like as far as uh, stats, grappling, um, He's got, you know, uh, almost uh, his submission submission averages you f- um, close to two. So are you switching? I am. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm switching going with the French then. guy. Yeah, I'm switching but too. But now I'm going back to Muhammad um, <laughs> since you're going with the French guy. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Come on. What do you, who are you taking? I, I seriously, I have no idea. You can give me either one. I'm not going to know the difference. All right, moving on. Rashad Evans and Tim Kennedy. Oh, I gotta go Rashad Evans. Alright. I'm gonna take Tim Kennedy. Yeah, that's who I'm going with too. <laughs> Alright. That one could end early though with a big bomb from Evans, but I think if it goes past the first round, it's Tim Kennedy. Yeah. Tim Kennedy's a tough dude. I'm looking for the upset there. Alright, next we have Khabib and Michael Johnson. I'm not going against Khabib, I'll tell you that much. You know, I don't know who to, uh, what fighter to expect um, with, Out of Michael with Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really the uh, what's you know swaying me towards Khabib. Um, although Ryan, I do want to hear you pronounce his last name since you you were able to successfully pronounce the Frenchman's last name. <laughs> there you Very go. Very good. That's it right there. And there we have it, Khabib. <laughs> Excellent. And is that who who you're taking? Um, see, here's the thing, Michael Johnson. If you can keep this fight standing, you got a heck of a shot to win. If Khabib takes you down, he's gonna maul you. And uh, Khabib is an animal. He is absolutely going to win this fight. Yeah, here's um, here's a stat to to keep in mind. We'll let you both hold off on your predictions. Um, as far as grappling and takedown average, Michael Johnson is at less than one. He's close to half. Um, like .62 is his average um, takedown. Khabib is at 6.71 for his takedown average. He's a beast. That's, yeah, that that is... How many takedowns he gets in a, in a fight? Yeah, in a, in a match. He's a beast. Uh-huh. Takedown accuracy, he's at 49%. Well, if he's getting six takedowns a fight in three-round fights, to seven. that means that they're getting up. He's an animal. That True. means that they're getting up. Right, but he's... I mean, three-round fight, you're only getting three takedowns if you're, if you're ground and pounding them. So they're getting back up. So, yeah, I mean, the dude's, the dude's a beast. I agree. I'm picking him, and <laughs> Michael Johnson, man, when 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 he's on, he's good, and he he can he's got lightning speed, and he's got power, 
And if he can keep this fight, if he can keep some distance and, and stay on the outside and sprawl on the shots, I I mean, he, he could I, – I, let's put it this way. I wouldn't be shocked if, if he pulls this upset. Right. So uh, for Khabib, his last victory was uh, second round TKO. He's undefeated, um, right? Yeah. But just uh, going back, one, two, three, four, f- uh, four of his last – um, six victories have all gone to decision. So to your point, Ryan, um, he's got a significant number of takedowns, but what's he doing with them? Yeah. Well, he's winning them via decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so he, is, he, is he outpointing just, you know, from um, ring control? You know, whereas like Michael Johnson can knock you out. He's the fighter that no one wants to fight. Let's be honest. He's the guy in the division that he. Can't, it's hard for him fi- to get a fight because everyone's like, nah, I'd rather fight someone else. Because he's that grind him out. He's so dominant um, with his takedowns and with controlling somebody that guys are just like, no, I'd rather have a, I'd rather not have that take that fight. Until he wins a belt, that's when people will want to fight him. Hmm. It is. I I have heard that it's hard for the UFC to get make fights for him. Well, he does. Um, this he's, was. He's not the most exciting. Um, he did have a, a decision win over Rafael uh, RDA. Um, this is going back about two years ago. But still, Huffiel you know that, RDA. Huh? Yeah, Huffiel RDA. I love RDA. RDA. It's easier to say. Yeah, Huffiel RDA. RDA. Yeah. How about Huffiel DA? All right, Huffiel DA. We got to keep this <laughs> keep this party rolling. We're on to the. Oh no, we got one more fight. Frankie Edgar and Jeremy Stevens, the the main event of the undercard portion. Do you know either one of these guys? Yeah, I gotta go, Frankie. Frankie fought at two uh, two hundred. Yeah, he lost the two hundred. But I gotta get. Do, what do you know about Fra- casual fan? What do you know about Frankie? Not much. I saw him fight at UFC two hundred. Okay, wasn't you know super impressed. I know the name Frankie Edgar, yeah. and I know he's a hometown guy, so I gotta pick him. Yeah, and this is like the biggest fight of his life, be- just because it's at Madison Square Garden. Right, he's a, he's a New York guy. Um, Frankie Edgar was the is the, took the belt from BJ Penn, beat him twice in a row. Um, and kind of dethroned the the king, uh, BJ Penn, the from, prodigy from the lightweight. Uh, I saw like plenty of B, uh, BJ's fights and nothing super exciting. BJ was um, a guy that he had so much talent, and he just got away with having a lot of talent. At least that's what it appears that. If he would have been in the gym working as hard as like a George St. Pierre or someone like, you know, super dedicated to the sport, um, the sky was the limit with this guy. He had way more natural talent than anyone within recent, you know, memory. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the that's the take on who B.J. Penn was. Frankie Edgar, Jeremy Stevens, Little Heathen. Man, I was looking at um, Jer- uh, Jeremy Stevens' age. I thought he was older. He's been around forever. It, it, it certainly feels like it is. He, he's been around forever. I think he's only uh, 30. 
that that shocked me. Hold on, let me double check. Another that. guy that he knocked out, Rafael Da. Rafael Da. Yeah. Yeah, he's only thirty years old, and uh, he's been fighting in the UFC. His first UFC bout was UFC seventy one in two thousand seven. So he's been around for ten years now, and he's only thirty. Um, Din Thomas, he he lost to at UFC seventy one, and outside of one other fight, he's been in the UFC ever since, and he's been. You know, a guy that's been about 500 in the UFC, um, he has uh, very, he's a very quick guy. He he punches with power, um, but again, he's been susceptible to takedowns. He's been susceptible to um, decisions, a lot of decisions against him. Um, he's, a, he's a fighter that definitely tries to win uh, on his stand-up game. Yeah. Um, he seems to be like uh, one single faceted fighter. I think uh, uh, I'm <clears throat> clearly so taking Frankie Edgar. I'm going here. with Frankie. Yep. Frankie Edgar Frankie. all the way across the board. Next, we have Misha Tate and Pennington. Yeah. I got to go Tate. I really, wa- I really want Tate to. To uh, position yourself for uh, another Ronda Rousey fight, so I'd love to see Rousey take three. So I am r- rooting for and predicting Misha Tate. Yeah, that's who I'm going for. Also, cool. We got all agree there. Kevin Gastelum and Donald Cerrone. Got to go, Cowboy. We got a Cerrone pick. Come on, Cowboy. You're going, Cowboy. You know, I'm a huge cowboy fan. Um, but this this is one that I could see easily going uh Gastelum's way. So I'm going with Cerrone. I'm taking Gastelum. I, I just think this is the ultimate underdog. He just finds ways to beat people. And I think he's gonna do it again with Cerrone. Even though I I think Donald Cerrone has looked better at 170 than I think he ever did at 155. I mean, he had some great fights and looked great at 155, but there wasn't the consistency that I've seen out of Cerrone since he's moved up to 170. But, um, yeah, I think Gastelum's not a good... I don't think it's a good matchup for him. So I am taking Kevin. We're moving to the middleweights. Chris Weidman and Yoel Romero. What do you think? Gotta go Weidman. Weidman, the hometown boy. Big return. Yeah, I'm going with Weidman, too. I think um, his durability um, will stand up against Romero. I think Romero's another one of those uh, Jeremy Stevens types where, you know, he tries, you know, to, to take the fight based on his power. He's got more to his game, but... I think Weidman has um, has is he's one that constantly is trying to improve, and you know after that that last loss where he lost the belt, which isn't that's the last time that he fought, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the last time he fought. Yeah. So he's had a lot of time to prepare for this fight. He's a New York guy. Um, I just think that he's he's going to be coming in well prepared for this fight. 
and we'll come out on top. I think Weidman is hungry, hungrier than he's been in a long time, and I think that that'll show. I think um, he has to avoid the initial onslaught and, and wear Romero down, and I think he will. I think if he can get past that barrage early on, I think it's uh, it's Weidman's fight to take. Um, but getting past that barrage by Romero is a tough is a tall task to ask for, and um, I think I think Romero could could end the fight early as well. So, but my pick is Weidman. We're moving on to the title fights. We got Joanna and Carolina. I'm going Jedrachek. I think, you know, at least from what I've heard listening uh, Joe Rogan's comments about how, uh, I think, no, who's the matchmaker for um, UFC? Well, he's he's retiring. Silva. But it's, yeah. Joe no, Silva. Is there somebody else that does it too? Well, Joe Silva splits duties, and I can't think of the guy's name. That it was that oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I can't That guy. Was t- telling the story about how Jedrachek said you got to bring in, you know, Carolina. You've got to bring her in. She's undefeated. You know, we're both Polish, and I've heard about her tenacity. I, I got to go Jedrachek. So Jedrachek and Khabib, I'm really high on right now. Well, these are battle of undefeateds here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm going with. Uh, I believe it is Kovalkiewicz. Um. I just think this is a perfect opportunity for for an upset. It's I, it's a fight that's uh, that's going to be um, on their feet. I don't see it going to the mat. Maybe you could bet some push-ups uh, on, on that fight with me. But that's right. If we bet like that, you don't do them. Just like when you said Permanis was all soy in their in their in their uh, Pittsburgher sandwich, mm-hmm. which was not true. You didn't go with the experts. When we tried to verify that. Oh, you mean I called the store? Okay. You, you talked with? Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have a 15 push-up bet. Sahara Mooney, if you lose this fight, Carolina, will you do 15 push-ups? Because I will do 15 if, if Jedrachek loses. Um, That's a I'm no, gonna, ladies and gentlemen. He's shying away. I didn't answer. All right, Ryan. Who are you, you taking? Yeah. I, I'm going to take um, Joanna. And... Uh, again, the big stage, the the she's been in title fights in the UFC. And she looks confident, and and I just think that that matters. And this there's this is the first ever title fight at Madison Square Garden. I just think that it's going to be that experience. It's going to be one sided, I believe. I think you're right, and I think we're in for a big surprise. And I'm going to go back to the Rousey fight against Holly Holm. And it was a big stage for Rousey, and look what Holly Holm did. I just think that it was th- – this is lining up to be the same thing where huge, absolutely huge stage, probably the biggest stage for any of these fighters on this card, and I don't think it's going to affect uh, Kovalkiewicz like it will Jedrzejczyk. Tyron Woodley and Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson. I've seen some highlights of Wonder Boy, and I was impressed. But after seeing uh, who did who did uh, Tyron Woodley knock out? 
uh, what's his name? Yeah, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Robbie Lawler. Mm-hmm. Oh, good job. Yeah, we were waiting. Um, he's a beast. Absolutely, Tyron Pulled Woodley. Pulled out by the casual fan, Robbie Lawler. Absolutely, he's a beast. Tyron Woodley. I like Wonder Boy. I've been so... I, I was not a Wonder Boy believer, and I thought... And, and I've been so impressed by him. I, I'm I'm converted. Yeah, look okay. what he did. Um, it, you know, I I am not a fan of his, but I think I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with him. And wow. the main event of the evening: <clears throat> Conor McGregor and Alvarez. Where are we at, guys? Yeah, I, I I would love to see Conor McGregor win this fight. I would love to see it. But I gotta go, Eddie Alvarez. All right, I'm going to reference my previous statement about the Rousey hype factor, and I think this is a stage too big for Alvarez to handle, and I think that's going to affect him. Um, McGregor, he was born for this stuff, and I think because of that, the the hype's not going to affect him. He'll be able to stick to his game plan, and Alvarez is going to try and put on a show so that he can keep going. He can make his um, his stand a lot longer than just 205. So I'm going with, with Conor McGregor. Folks, I, I would love to see it. I do not like what I have seen and heard out of Eddie Alvarez. I do not like that Eddie Alvarez has been playing Conor McGregor's game in the media, in the po- in the po- uh, conf- press conferences. I don't like that he's letting Conor McGregor dictate the pace of how these press conferences are going. And you know what? I think he's going to do it in the fight as well. It's in Eddie Alvarez's best interest to take this fight to the ground, get McGregor on his back. And that's where he wants to be. And I think he's going to stand with him. And that'll... If he stands with him, I think he'll lose. I think he can win if he is persistent, doesn't get doesn't get discouraged by a failed takedown attempt. If he is using his his boxing, is using his stand-up to set up his takedowns. But if he decides he wants to start swinging like he does way too often... He's going to get knocked out. I predict Eddie Alvarez loses via knockout in the second round. Wow. And you can check out Octagon247.com. for We will post all of our picks. And um, listen, we will be live and in person at UFC 205. We are going to be podcasting. We're going to have some extra podcasts for you available, so be sure to uh, check back throughout the weekend. Um, It's going to be a great event. We are really fired up about it. Um, Looking forward to getting back to you. We're also going to have additional material on the website. So go to octagon247.com. Early and often, this celebration weekend UFC 205 is finally here folks that wraps us up we're going to see you again uh very uh very soon actually later in the week we'll Just be a few days yeah we'll be we'll be shooting out some podcasts here and there throughout uh UFC 205 
Have a good one.